Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. It's spring, flowers are blooming, trees are developing leaves, and your triage nurse messages you that a patient's called and is insisting that you call in antibiotics because they believe they have a sinus infection. New guidelines exist, and we're going to discuss them today. Joining me is Robert Baldor, Senior Vice Chair and Professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Thanks for coming today, Bob. Thanks, Frank. Glad to be here. And you mentioned it's spring, but we had snow yesterday once again. We did in New England. We had snow. So I understand there's some new diagnostic and treatment criteria for the management of sinusitis. Can you help us learn a little bit about this? Yeah, so it's actually not so much that it's, uh, that it's new. Uh, what I want to report on was a study that came out there uh, noting that most uh, treatments for sinusitis with antibiotics are too long. So what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, acute bacterial um, rhinosinusitis, as it's, as it's called. And this is where somebody has a constellation of symptoms. Primarily, it's a purulent nasal uh, discharge, and it's accompanied by nasal obstruction with uh, facial pain or, uh, or, or, or fullness. And for the most part, these are um, looking at uh, individuals that would be indicated for treatment with antibiotics, and that's after having 10 days of symptoms or having had uh, 10 days of symptoms clearing and then, and then a relapse. So that's what the guidelines have been right along. And then the indication is to sort of say, well, if you're gonna use an antibiotic, five days. And so what this study did was really looked at it and they found that um, they had uh, data on um, almost 4 million, 3.7 million office visits in which antibiotics were prescribed for sinusitis. The median length of the prescriptions was 10 days. Um, however, if you take zithromycin was being used within that, if you take that out, 92% of the prescriptions were 10 days or longer. And that really was in contrast with the guidelines saying um, you really should be thinking about not using antibiotics. And if you use antibiotics, certainly five days. So wait, you're telling me that we shouldn't be using an antibiotic in patients if they haven't had symptoms for at least 10 days. Is that correct? Right, and that's basically what the guidelines that come out with the last uh, two or three years. If you uh, look at this, most of these are viral, so the antibiotics aren't going to help you in that regard. You mentioned the um, onset of spring and allergens that are causing a lot of signs and symptoms that are consistent with that. Um, not with a viral, but consistent just with uh, allergic uh, etiology, so certainly uh, antibiotics aren't going to help you with that. And even if you have a bacterial infection that's part of this, most healthy people are going to clear that on their own. And so uh, you really want to wait 10 days. And then also you want to be looking at that subset of folks that may be immunocompromised in some fashion, uh, as opposed to somebody who's otherwise uh, young, young and healthy. Okay, so good data, wait 10 days. If they still have symptoms, um, you mentioned macrolides like azithromycin. We're not to use those, is that correct? Right, but let me just back you up for just a minute. So the, um, because a little bit of this, sometimes when we say don't use antibiotics, we're not saying don't treat the patient. 
And that's what happens sometimes is, is to say to the patient, no, I'm going to treat you. I'm just not going to treat you with an antibiotic. So what are you going to treat with? And the guidelines talk about what can be used there. Certainly, uh, you know, uh, uh, acetaminophen, uh, uh, anti-inflammatory, and non-steroidals can be used to be helping with that facial pressure and pain. Uh, saline, uh, ir nasal irrigation is great. Um, inhaled uh, corticosteroids are, are, have been shown to be of benefits as well. Oral decongestants have some benefit, uh, particularly, but these should be for short, three to five days, and that's the people that have that that plugging sensation or popping they're talking about in their uh, in their in their ears. Uh, a word about intranasal decongestants, so those really are not indicated. Um, people end up with a rebound uh, problems with those, and there's no evidence to show any benefit uh, for for treating. Uh, uh, sinusitis with these uh, with these agents and antihistamines as well. There's really no benefit there. They tend to be drying and may actually prolong the uh, prolong the uh, the course. And finally, just to talk about guafenesin, because people like guafenesin, and there's no benefit to show. Uh, there's no trials that have shown any benefit from use of those uh, of those agents. So um, so that's what you're going to be doing uh, in during those 10 days. So you're treating that person. You're just not treating them with an antibiotic. Now you have somebody who's had a prolonged course and you may want to be thinking about an antibiotic at that point. And, and I'm sorry, what was your question about the antibiotic then? My, my question was, we're not to use macrolides like azithromycin. What should we be using once we decide we're going to use an antibiotic? Okay, well, I think the um, basically there's still limited evidence on, on, on some of this around best choices, but mostly we're thinking about what is causing a bacterial uh, sinusitis. And so the, um, the, the things that are out there, you certainly are thinking about uh, uh, staph, but you're thinking about uh, Moraxella and Haemophilus influenza. So the agents of choice is amoxicillin clobulani. And so that's that combination. And so for individuals who are really um, not at risk, uh, relatively uh, healthy, not at risk for resistance because they've not had a lot of it, courses of antibiotics in the past. It's sort of a low dose. Um, it's the uh, 875-125 combination uh, twice a day, and that's very reasonable. And again, that's five days, Frank. I don't know why in the back of my head I had up to three weeks for sinusitis, and that really what that's about is for people with really resistant chronic problems. And that's really a minor subgroup of people. So maybe five days, this brings us back to thinking about the UTIs, right? Everybody used to get 10 days for UTI. Right. Now we're doing three days, so so five days. If somebody is more at, um, at higher risk, uh, for uh, for resistance or you're worried about immunocompromised, you may want to go with a high-dose uh, amoxicillin clobulani, and that'd be the 2-gram 125 combination again twice wow. a day. Now, somebody's panallergic, you're not going to give them amoxicillin, right? The choice really is doxycycline. Uh, that, uh, that, that should uh, uh, be a reasonable uh, one to go. Now, the macrolides, right? They are not recommended. And the reason why they're not recommended because there's very high rates of resistance uh, to staph pneumoniae, hemophilus influenza as well. So, so we really want to uh, avoid that. Trimethoprim, sulfamethoxazole, that's been another choice that's out there. But there's increasing resistance to those bugs, uh, of the increasing resistance of those antibiotics for the common uh, bacteria that are going to be causing problems with sinusitis. So they're just not indicated at this point. I think that's that, that's really welcome news, and it's it's not terribly surprising. Uh, macrolides, in particular, are not terribly good. They get resistance quickly, and we need those drugs for other things. In fact, uh, azithromycin's most common indication is for chlamydia, and if we develop resistance there, we're gonna we're gonna have some significant problems. So, the drug of choice for people who are not panallergic is amoxicillin clavulanate. 
Um, if not, doxycycline, I'm assuming that's 100 milligrams twice a day for doxycycline? Yes, that would be the, um, that would be the, the, the choice. And again, five days. Yeah, five days. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess my last question, Bob, is um, how, do, how are you handling patients in the office that are pressuring you for antibiotics? Uh, not very well. Um, <laughs> I think this is, continues to be a problem because patients come in, they want antibiotics. It's these antibiotics as miracle cures for just about everything. And so doing more with uh, patient education. And again, it's like, it's not that I'm not treating you. This, these, the evidence has shown these treatments work. Antibiotics don't do anything. And I also tell people, you know, you're hearing more and more in the news about these superbugs where they become so resistant that we don't have any antibiotics to treat them. And why is that? It's because we're uh, utilizing antibiotics when they're not really necessary. So I don't want you to end up with a superbug infection by being on an antibiotic that's not really going to help you. And by the way, antibiotics come with side effects. And a lot of these studies will actually show that people have problems, whether it's rashes or diarrhea or stomach upset. So the antibiotics can cause other problems as well. If I really thought an antibiotic was going to be helpful for you, I'd give it to you but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be. In the long run, it's probably going to cause you more problems. So as your doctor, I think the best thing for your health is to use these other treatments and avoid the antibiotics. Um, not a lot better here. Call me next week and we reconsider, but up front. And that's really helped quite a bit. And there's really great data that shows that call me back in a week or so if things are not improving and we'll reconsider this discussion delays or eliminates unnecessary antibiotics by up to 80%. So it's it's really a wonderful approach. Well, thank you, Bob. This is great news. And as, as spring sets on, we'll, we'll be seeing more acute sinusitis-like symptoms. Absolutely. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Uh, new recommendations state to use antibiotics only after patients have had symptoms of acute sinusitis for 10 days. And when you do, use amoxicillin clavulanate or doxycycline and for a treatment duration of five days. Join us next time when we talk about the management of chronic pain and the role for non-opioid and non-pharmacologic treatments and when to consider opioids. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine brought to you by PrimeMed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME accredited activities now available on primed.com. Thank you again for listening.